What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up? Um, yeah, it's us three. Bo might be coming up here pretty soon. He was dealing with a customer or something downstairs, but oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> there we go. He had to get a handful of uh, Millers. I guess we'll hop right into it. Today we're uh, giving an update about what we're doing here. Look at that. We got the question regarding the Yeti already. <laughs> there we go. They don't even know what it's called. Do you want, well, do you want to tell them what the Yeti is? The Yeti. <laughs> official introduction. <laughs> the official introduction of the Yeti. Yep. Our new race car. Race yeah, so car cruise. We were talking in the office and like, it seems like this Every thing. car gets a nickname. Yeah, it seems like this thing, it's due for its name. And we're like, well, it's white. It's ugly. It's uh, abominable. It's big. <laughs> I think Trevor said Yeti, and it's. I was Ryan. Ryan that first came up with it. Yeah, stuck. Mm. So it it is the Yeti. It's a yep. good name. She's not really a looker, but it'll do the job. If you watched sure the Dino video, Eric was not shy in showing that it's clearly not a looker. Which <laughs> it's fine. We get all of our cards basically that way. We already have a f- two doors down there that are white, mm-hmm. so we'll swap the doors, and there's a fender on the way. Yep. A little bit of quarter panel work, but. The deal was right, so we picked it up. Mm-hmm. And today's prices. And it's been in yeah. the shop deal for on the last couple of days. Whole week almost. Yeah, we died on it. R&D. Like. Pulled it in and said, let's Yeah, it's uh, a pot right now. Well, we needed it for R&D, and as soon as it got here and got mobile, that's exactly where it went. Yep. Yep. Did the baseline, and as soon as we got the baseline and the videos on our YouTube channel now, we uh, started tearing that thing apart. Man, I thought that was a really good baseline. Like, I'm excited because that seems like a good runner. 125 wheel stock on a cruise with an 18 inch tire that's 18 inch wheel sorry that's pretty good for a cruise the tire is 18 also it is as much as that'll trigger ryan (laughs) i've just seen a lot of one fours stock not want to dyno barely over 100 wheel it seems but oh yeah especially the the autos yeah yeah that trans just sucks pal and when you're only making 125 wheel, 20 extra wheels a lot. <laughs> <laughs> On a percentage basis, yes, it is. It lines, up, that. it lines up pretty well, though, with what the blue car made. Yeah. Ashley's car was a little above average. Uh, um, yes. But, but I think the others have been fairly we get, similar. We get, it is an auto. Auto 1.4 RS, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. RS 2LT. Um, we get pretty blessed with good runners. Like... All of our cars, I don't think we have a single one that's just not, like, above average horsepower for the mods that it has. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it all comes down to the details. Yeah, I can't think of a car here that, like, underperforms. Really? I know. But we get it with customer cars all the time, and it's just weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. Just. Yep. Some just Which platform would you say has the widest range of same mods variants? (sighs) Cobalt's? It seems like the Cobalt LSJ Cobalt's is... Probably LSJ Cobalt's. The, a very close second place would be the 1.4s, though. Mm. As far as the, the stock horsepower variants. Mm. And it, it's, it's always the guy who doesn't want all the power that makes all the power. <laughs> that has the factory freak, yeah. <laughs> and then the guy who's like, I need, you know, 250, 350, whatever it is. And he just comes up 50 wheel shy. Ugh. It's crazy how... Uh, I remember... When I first was getting into cars, uh, my boss at the time had previously worked for Lingenfelder, and he had told me about how you can have two identical engines go together at the same time by the same person on engine stands right beside each other, and they will not dyno the same power. They'll be a several percent off of each exactly other. Exactly the same. Exactly PCM, the same. Parts. Everything, oil, fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bizarre. It's 
The and like guys that are going for every single last horsepower on like a, a very specific, uh, like a very restricted class, like comp eliminator or something like that. Like it's not unheard of for the those guys to build multiple identical engines. Just test it, them all. Just to run the one that has the most power. <laughs> yeah. Because every single fraction of horsepower matters on yeah. those cars. Well, that's, and you got three spares then. Yeah, yeah, and you got spares. You can finish out the weekend if you need to. I see it a lot in highly modified 3800s where um, when you got a fully modified M90 car, some of them just make 40 more horsepower than the other with the same mods. And it's, I normally tell guys, keep everything as original as possible if you can. Yeah. Like if you want to build a car to make good power, you know, and this is goes for all across all of our platforms, buy a stock one. Buy one that ha somebody hasn't already been in. And, mm -hmm. you know. Don't just throw random parts at it either. Like. Do it, do it yourself with attention to detail on everything <laughs> you know as far as like you know the pulleys are perfectly aligned they're all spinning freely all your grounds are good on the engine like engine grounding and ignition is up to par can yep. cause some really hard to diagnose issues sometimes yeah. I'm you a don't huge know fan of running every sensor in the wires. car has been replaced with an AutoZone one. And that too. <laughs> All the sensors are new. Well, yeah, they're not. <laughs> they were the cheapest ones I can find. even OE. <laughs> That's the biggest thing people do with uh, um, 3800 O2 sensors. Oh, there's Randy. Hi, Randy. Uh, everybody, everybody was like, everybody has some kind of diag problem at some point in the car's history, and they think it's the O2, so they put in an O2 and they throw the the original one in the trash. The ones GM put in there from the factory, you can go to the junkyard right now and pull one out of a, a hoopty <laughs> and put it in, and it'll have more activity than a brand new one off the shelf. Something about those original O2 sensors that GM used. They're a big, bulky, turd-looking yeah. thing. They don't make them like they used to, huh? If you have a cammed 3800, it is a necessity to have an OEM O2 sensor in it because your idle millivolts are much more active than any aftermarket sensor i've seen so and, and rant know. and rant sorry it's it is <laughs> weird hearing you tuners talk about each platform though and like each car has like three things they Since like quirks super rely on like this sensor is like yeah everything. so like a 3800 would be the icm the o2 sensor and that's about it, really. If you have two good operating of those things, you're going to have a pretty good run. Well, but. you could also say the right math. The right math and zero yeah. vacuum leaks. Yes. That's kind of all of them, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't understand that when you have any kind of unmetered air entering the system between the MAF and the O2, so anywhere in between your MAF sensor and your O2 sensor, if air's entering, coming in, or leaving. Or just not flowing well. It's just, it's not going to be an optimal points. running car, no matter what you do or how much tuning you do. It Alex was just a doing a ton of R&D on our Kappa intake. Oh, oh, Randy For that Meyer reason, yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, what else we got going on? Oh, yeah. I'm in the middle of the teardown. I was waiting for you Very to bring it up. You kept about talking that. about 1.4s. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in the middle of the teardown of the 10-second engine. Um, it's survived. It's, it's far from a 10, weekend. but it did run 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the engine itself is not a 10. Uh, we just did leak down on it right before I came up here. Uh, do you want to guess what the worst cylinder was? 46. More. <laughs> the best cylinder was worse than that. <laughs> oh, the worst one? I'm going to guess 64% leak down. Real cool. 66. Yeah. 
And the best one was, what, 54? Uh, I think so. You got the numbers for us, Trev? Yep. Cylinder 1, 52. Cylinder 2, 66. Cylinder 3, 57. Cylinder 4, 54. At least they were av- pretty close. They were pretty similar. Yeah. Um, and it's also, out. <laughs> it's also worth noting that my leak down gauge is modified to be ultra sensitive. Yep. Um, so I know on my gauge, an engine that I would consider to be in perfect condition would probably be like 80, like 15% or less. Yeah. So it's, she's whooped, mm. which we knew, but it wasn't broken. So we, we sent her, bud. <laughs> Yeah, that's how Al keeps anyone from stealing his tools. He modifies all of them, all of them, so that only I know how to use them. It's accurate. It's accurate. So, so what's the plan with how that? How durable is the Z04? We ran one on the drag car two seasons ago in the initial prototype phase. Um, we made, I believe, three thirteen at the tires on the drag car. We were using. This gets kind of confusing. I'll try to explain as simply as I can. We were using more of an exhaust manifold pressure control instead of controlling the boost, which allowed us to get a little bit more of a torque spike out of it without sending the RPM, the turbine RPM through the roof at the top end. So it would make near 30 pounds at peak torque, but... Yeah taper off to around low 20s at the top end so that we weren't spinning the snot out of the turbo. And that turbo is still running. Isn't it that one? Which car did we put it on after? Well, Ashley's car, didn't Ashley's we? for a while. She's got... She's yeah. got a production unit now. We took it off like That's right. a month ago. Yeah. Okay, so the original prototype unit went on Ashley's car after we were done drag racing. Then it went off and got the new final version of the housing. Correct. And then went back on, correct? Correct. So, yeah, that original the, turbo center cartridge. Oh, I, she got a brand new whole unit. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yep. center cartridge is downstairs. But but there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And that was on there for, what, over two years then. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you're on the blue turd, what, near 10,000 miles of... Oh, we're <laughs> like 15 or so. Of mostly of abuse. Pretty hard driving. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why it's on there, so that we yep. can pound the miles on it yeah. and make sure that it's going to be a good part. <laughs> yeah, Randy Randy mentions a good point of the uh, the back pressure port. Ah, I'm glad he Super brought that up. Super underrated. We didn't even really advertise it like we should. Correct. You know, everybody's like, ah, oh, what's that little thing there? Well, it just <laughs> comes with a bung in there. I kind of approached it as uh, if someone is the type of person that wants to collect that sort of data, they're already going to know what that's there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the back pressure monitoring was something that I found to be extremely useful data back when we were on the V2. And so I would use that, and that helped with the turbine housing development for the V3 and also the development of the Z04. Mm-hmm. I don't... S- Okay, let me explain the reason the buyback program existed with the V2. When we came out with the V3, it was because we found a fault in the 2, which was excessive back pressure, and found a way to make the turbo better in multiple ways at the same time, which is pretty rare. We had very good spool still, but it also lowered the back pressure and made more power per PSI. So basically, the V3 was superseding 
the V2. That's why the buyback program existed, because we want our customers to have the latest version of a current part. The Z04 is a completely separate turbo that has a different demographic than what the V3 does. Yep. So there, I do not see there being any type of buyback program for the Z04 and V3. It's very well explained. It's They're two separate products. We plan on doing a video of like pros and cons of each. Yeah. Like and sure. Because with, yeah. I want people to understand that there are still very many customers uh, based on their driving style that we are going to recommend a V3 for them. Mm-hmm. Because you only have 1.4 liters and this is a KO4-ish based t- turbo. So there is going to be some noticeable lag and the customer needs to understand that and have their vehicle set up to still make the most use of the power. Like if you aren't able to rev your car all the way out, if you're if you're still on stock cams and stock springs, I expect it to be pretty limited. You'd be better off with a V3. <laughs> but we are going to test exactly that on the Yeti. On the Yeti. So that we, <laughs> yeah. instead of just a theory, we actually have the answer for you guys. Like how will this turbo perform on an otherwise bone stock car? This What's is what I end? love about buying a car bone stock mm-hmm. is we're literally I'm putting the Zero 4 kit on right now it's still stock airbox still stock plastic right. <laughs> to it I mean we're changing nothing bar the turbo downpipe midpipe and it's bottom right. up to a stock and, and we may find that in the mid teens the stock cat back is too much of a choke Mm-hmm. It may not be, mm-hmm. but or, but at least we'll have the information to yeah. where the customer says, "Hey, I want to do this, but it's it's I want to leave everything else stock." We have the data that we can say, "Okay, this is the limitation you're into," and if they're happy with that, then then move ahead with the project. Mm-hmm. Before it gets buried, I want to f- answer Frank's question: How's the the uh, stock engine hold up with the Z04? I'm assuming that's what he means by we that. Fixing to find out. Well, it's been great because your car, the Blue Turd's been on oh, a yeah. stock engine for over a year. Yep. And that's making right at 250 wheel. And we, oh wait, Ashley's car's back on a stock bottom end. Yeah, all we're running stock. We 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 like stock engines around here more times than Ashley. Not. <laughs> Ashley's car made 290 something, spinning those Ferris wheel rotas on a stock bottom end. Yeah. It's definitely not a head. problem. It's definitely not a problem at all from what we've found. Um, the little 1.4s are just good. Yeah. It's really not an engine you have to worry that much about. Except yeah. for the annoying little things like the valve cover and PCB. Yep. Yeah. All the plastic parts. Mm-hmm. But as far as the engine itself is concerned, I mean, look at what we put the drag car through. When, when that thing incredible. broke yeah. after we turned it up, I expected to find catastrophic failure. And I was pretty disappointed because <laughs> I was already planning on doing this teardown video. Like I was very hopeful that the car was going to make it through the weekend because I want to tear apart a 600 horse 1.4 and see what kind of shape it's in. So, after th- four years? Four racing seasons, like full on, I think. Uh, Maybe be, yeah. five. I don't know. No, it was three years, four seasons. This was okay. the start of the fourth season, I believe. But I, I was it's just on the with you. you were still turning the crank with like four fingers, mm-hmm. just like. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that aren't up to speed, uh, we dynoed five sixty seven uh, with a thirty five shot on the Zona at slightly beyond maximum recommended shaft speed. Uh, went to the track, ran the ten nine, waited for the air to cool off and gave it everything it had uh tyler went out had had his best launch of the weekend and then on the three four shift snapped all six flywheel bolts (laughs) oh oh (laughs) 
<laughs> which was a little disappointing uh, that that had to happen on what was going to probably be a really good run. Mm-hmm. It's just classic, though. But at the same yep. time, it's like, really? Really? That's all that broke? Yeah. I had, holy cow. That's amazing. It is amazing. And I'm like, I'm, now I just, I don't know. I don't know how far we can go. We may have three horsepower left. We may have a hundred. I, I think we're going to have a hundred. Fixing to find out, though. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, back when I was handed this project, I remember standing down in the front office. I don't know who all was there. And I made the statement. And to be fully honest, I didn't quite even believe it myself at the time that I was going to make that car the highest horsepower per cubic inch CZP had ever owned. And I'm 56 horsepower away. (laughs) And when I said that, everyone laughed and laughed and laughed and I laughed. I think it's got We're still laughing. We're still laughing. (laughs) We're just laughing for a different reason now. Uh, I want to grab it. So, Dylan... For a daily driver, specifically, depends on where you live. Let me phrase it this way. Where is your daily drive commute? For an auto currently, I personally would probably stick with the V3. Agreed. Just because we're beginning to work on some converter stuff, and that will help a lot with a larger turbo on an auto trans. Mm -hmm. As far as a manual trans car goes... I easily would run either one. You just have to shift your driving style slightly uh, to keep it in the appropriate power band. But you know, once you've gone a few miles down the road and a few stoplights, you, you kind of get a feel for it pretty quickly. <clears throat> yeah. I'm Did really you want to grab a question, Alex? Yeah, I was just going to say the guys uh, that are asking about the two, 2017 mm. cruises, we currently have a downpipe that we're testing right now. So we, we will be getting on that development um, at some point in the near future, and it's just starting to get rolling. Uh, but we're, yeah, we have a downpipe we're getting test miles on yep. currently. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the cruise stuff. Um, We've obviously recognized that the market is there and we need to address you guys. Absolutely, yeah. And we, so we bought one and we're kind of just going to throw everything at you. And, um, you know, we know you guys will support us. We got four cruises here right now, so. If you guys don't know, Bo is actually a big cruise guy. I am. I'm a cruise guy from way back. <laughs> OG cruise guy. <laughs> I had a 13 in 2013. Wasn't it a Yeti as well? It was a Yeti. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the OG Yeti. It was, a, it was a little bit prettier of a Yeti, but it was a Yeti nonetheless. And I really... I mean, I I was modding that before ZZP had a 1.0 PCM tune, um, and I e- eventually just sold it because I got out of college and I realized I didn't need gas mileage anymore and I wanted horsepower. And the 1.4 was not doing it then, you know, back in 2015. Yeah, the it was a joke was, back then. <laughs> it was like intake and downpipe and a crackle tune and you had a crackle it was fun but um you know if there was a z04 back then i probably would have never sold the car but um yeah so i'm glad we got another wet Uh, cruise around i'll have to i'll have to take it home and bring back some nostalgia dylan if you don't mind shoot me an email alan alan.m at zzperformance.com with uh whatever relevant information you have because to go through four i'm I can't help but suspect some underlying issue. Uh, however, you're a customer of ours, and I'd be more than happy to try to help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, send me whatever info you have. I'd be glad to brainstorm with you. He said he had a Sonic, I believe. His name looks familiar. I know he's been in here a couple it times. does look kind of familiar. I can't quite see your thumbnail picture from, <laughs> from here. <laughs> Man, Randy, I do like your black nugget. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that was sad. I'm probably I I drove Ashley's car the other day with the Z04 on it and I pulled out and grabbed first and and then it burned the tires all the way through second gear to 7500 <laughs> RPM. I'm like, "Oh, these aren't slow anymore." Dude, so, the blue turn really with the auto does that same thing. Yeah, just that If you're going to punch it, you got to turn TC off or else it robs second gear from That's you. That's for sure. Yeah. I'll probably The problem is I really want an LSJ. But I mean, uh, who wouldn't? I know. I know. I want like a nice I did, but I want a nice one. Like moose yeah, nice not LSJ. That one. And uh so it'll be an LSJ or a Sonic RS hatch. I don't know. The, uh, we speak about the Z04 a lot right now, but here's a little story which explains how fun it is. We have a guy downstairs, one of our welders in production, Reed. Uh-huh. He has a beautiful drag Miata. Things oh, yeah. freaking awesome. Understand that that sounds odd because it is. It is, but, but it's amazing in life. This car looks unlike any Miata I've ever seen. Like, you might as well not call it a Miata. I took him for one lap in the Dixiest little few roads near here. And he's now selling that beautiful thing, and he's bought a Sonic yeah. sedan <laughs> because that's how fun they are yeah. on the daily. They really are. Yeah, he got it's that orange one on the side, Correct, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. He drove himself down to Kentucky nice and picked car. that thing up. So <laughs> that's the kind of fun people are having in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sonic's a great Sweet. car. Cruises too. I still think you were talking about Ashley's car. I said this the other day, and everyone at the office turned and looked at me. I still think Ashley's car is the best sounding car at ZZP. Mm. Does sound good. Exhaust sounds great. Zoomers. Oof. That one's pretty good. <laughs> Zoomers 3800 right now. <laughs> oh my god. They they both sound very good in their own right. Yep. It's, Correct. It's hard to compare the two. It's very you know very different. We should sounds. thank it, thank a lot of it to Alex though. We have a lot of good sounding cars around here. We have we definitely do. our exhaust game has definitely been stepped up. Mm-hmm. And Thank you very much. All, all the little things, like the note, the pitch, the rumble, that's all all dialed in now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I mean, the Sonic, or the 1.4 platform, the uh, ATSV, and the 3800 were all radically changed thanks to things that Alex implemented from yeah. his experience. We were, when we did the equalizer, man, we were in many mornings early and we'd do it and then it, it wasn't right and we'd we do did it again <laughs> and it wasn't right and we'd do it again and it wasn't right and then one day we got it. It was magical. <laughs> we did the we did the J-pipe in the center section. I remember that. Oh I remember watching you pull on out onto 28th Street. We had a resonator that had four chambers in it. You about high-sided the car on the dang exhaust. And what does Zoom do? He posted it on the forums. I'm like, you can't be showing me doing this kind of work, but he did. (laughs) But I do feel like, well, especially at the minute with the team we've got here, there's just a general consensus of everyone just wants to continue progressing and continue Mm -hmm. succeeding, dialing in the platforms. I just feel like everyone really cares about that right now. And we just want... You, you guys, the customers, to enjoy what we're providing, what we're putting on the website. Well, and we're, we're car guys, too. We can't not mod something for a period of time. So even if we figured it out, made it good, you have it for six months, and you're like, well, I want to change something. Yeah, there's got to be a way to make it better. It's been the same for too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, uh, there mm-hmm. might not be an eco day soon, but we, we've been really talking about just a full-on ZZP day bring all the platforms together yep. in general just hang out maybe a track rental type of thing some just a hang out with everybody who you know supports going fast not broke 
Yep. We we really don't have the Even area though, for it. Uh, I'm still broke as far as my race car budget is concerned. But yep. uh, that's what happens when you intentionally set a small budget and make yourself stick to it. But I'm still getting her done. Um, huh, my man, how much power would a Z3 turbo kit add to a stock Series 330? More than your trans can hold, pal. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I Potentially have, it could. I have a stock 3800 Series 2 with 1.9 rockers in it. And it makes double the factory horsepower on 18 pounds of boost to the tire. So... It's a good kit. <laughs> the moose rolls. It really yep. does. It gallops. It does. What else cool stuff do we got going on? I guess let me, uh, let me continue on the engine teardown stuff real quick. Yeah, so, finish your thought there. We did the leak down test. Next thing is going to be pulling the head off. I got all the accessories out and out of the way. Oh, um, tell them about all the parts it was missing. The valve train stuff, right? Don't we have some parts that weren't in the Sonic, you were telling me? No? <laughs> oh, the retainers? Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. Mm-hmm. It is just one of those. Well, no, it like it wasn't a things. surprise. I just think people don't know it, like, isn't even a full build yet. <laughs> oh, it's no. It's still missing a couple pieces. Well, yeah, it's still it's bone stock updated. head. Like, literally bone stock. You mean like, a couple pieces haven't been upgraded yet? Yes. Okay. It wasn't physically <laughs> missing anything. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I was just looking complete black face. Like, you know it ran, <laughs> right? So it had all the rockers and valves. No, I just walked down there. We were missing bolts. and uh, <laughs> Yes, I had the cams out. Um, ghost cam. Ghost cam. Yeah, ghost cams. Can't see them. <laughs> we didn't even cartridge roll this head, which I crossed my mind, but I was like, no. The bone stock, take it down, have it checked for cracks, have the valves installed and lapped in, and deck the surface and slap it on bone stock. Now, with the new engine going together, we have a ported head that we'll be testing out, and we'll be trying the bigger cam combinations to see what we can get out of them. Because we definitely got to a point where we were uh, CFM limited with that car. I was kind of explaining mm. this to, uh, I think it was, was it to you or was it to Eric earlier? Might have been Eric. Think Eric. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot he's right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just uh, hanging in the background. <laughs> uh, basically, if you go to Game Uncensored and pull up the dyno sheet of the the car when it made 576, you can see that the horsepower flattens off v- relatively early. Um, it's making over 500 horse from like like 4800 up. I think somewhere right around there. Like it. It's obnoxious. But that's actually really good. When when you see how flat the power is, your horsepower when you have to account for some other variables, but it generally shows you the airflow capability of the engine. So we can it's only gonna pump so many CFM. The the turbo does not change that. What the turbo does change is how many air molecules are in each of those cubic feet. So that's how we're able to keep making more and more power. However, as we kept turning this car up, and you can look at overlay the dynographs from the 300 horse mark all the way up to where we are now, the top end horsepower just keeps getting flatter and flatter and flatter. <laughs> so we know how to fit more air molecules in each cubic foot. We're very good at that. <laughs> now it's time to get more cubic feet through the engine mm-hmm. and make more power that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm at the same place with my car right now, stock camp 3800. <clears throat> you know, the engine's only moving so much air, no matter how, what the boost level is at this point. Just I'm not super familiar with the trifecta locking. I know that you do have to return them back to stock before you can flash them with HP tuners. Maybe that's something that Trifecta can help you with, but if, like, you got this from a, a previous owner who had put the Trifecta tune on it and no longer has access to that stock file, I'm not sure if they're able to help you out or not, or if you'd have to get a new ECU from the dealer. I, I don't have a full answer on that. Hmm. <laughs> what else do we got? <laughs> Is, um, it, is that about it on that engine you wanted to cover? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, stage one, together. stage one Sonic race engine. Then we'll call it that. Yeah, stage, pretty much. Stage two coming soon. Yeah. Stay like tuned for V two bags. Yeah, run, running power. tens was the goal. Um, and, and we're not gonna <laughs> we just didn't shoot it. for nines now, because the, the gap from eleven to ten is about a, a tenth of the size of from a nine to a ten. Yeah, literally. Uh, but. We got to do something we, else. <laughs> yeah, we know it can make more power. We know Tyler can drive better. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to at least try. I mean, see what it can do. We're not going to yeah. spend uh, another several seasons on it, but we'll get her back together and see what she can do. And I'm it's still really excited to see it full send on the dyno again. Because it hasn't really been, even the last time you guys had it on there and made the uh, 500, like... It, what, you weren't going for a dyno number. You were tuning it before a no, race. Like. Yeah, we were just race prepping, and then it all of a sudden made almost 600 wheel. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so funny when you got the 1.4 on the stand, you're like, this thing is tiny. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> yeah. really small. You're looking at the ports and you're like, how is this? Have you ever seen the picture of <laughs> oh me feeding goodness. it a bottle? No, I have not seen that, no. There's a, yeah. There's a picture of me holding a 1.4 short block in one hand, <laughs> feeding it a bottle of Boostane. <laughs> it, it, it was heavy. The iron block is deceptively heavy for yeah. how small they look. Uh, if you guys don't see any more questions in there, I got a couple I wrote down right before here I can ask you guys. Fire them off. Okay, so one that was on my mind uh, because the Pikes Peak race just went down. Yeah. I think you saw some videos. Yeah, so did Will. That uh, Civic guy. Whew. Uh, glad he, to see you're okay but that is scary <laughs> i am glad to see that he had a car built to take it yep um so my question is with how the world is going and how freaking crazy all racing categories are getting what's the coolest piece of tech that you wish you had your hands on even if it's so insanely expensive wait ask the question again in the car industry, uh -huh. what's the coolest piece of like future tech you wish you had your hands on? High resolution cylinder pressure data logging. Okay, that's a weird one. <laughs> what that's is an that? Al mean? One. That's the, an the, Al one. The tech exists. It's just very, very expensive, um, and it's just a pressure sensor that goes in the combustion chamber, uh -huh. and it is the most accurate way you can scan for pre-ignition or knock. Interesting. Because so you're literally watching the pressure in the chamber, and you can sync it up to the crank rotation. And it, it, it can be extremely helpful in getting the most power out of the car, because most engines, if not all, I'm going off the top of my head here, I believe you want peak cylinder pressure 11 degrees after top dead center. Is like where you're going to get the most bang for your buck mm. use of the power like into that. the crankshaft. So does pedestrian technology like we have lag like 
slightly? We don't know. Or is it just not accurate like what, this is? What we do in a, in a standard tuning process where typically you're knock limited. So you creep the timing up until you run into knock. This is usually on pump gas. And then you back it off a little bit to be safe. Because even though you're not at like the perfect cylinder pressure, if it starts knocking, you can't go past that. Mm -hmm. Now with an extremely forgiving fuel like E85 and like a moderate poly LSJ, you can go past peak power easily and not run into knock. So you can keep advancing the timing to where you start losing power going past that 11 degree after wow. dead, top dead center. Interesting. And yeah. if you weren't on a dyno in logging every change that you made, mm-hmm. you would never know. Mm-hmm. This is not like it loses 50 horse. It just, right. it just starts going back the other direction. And it's hard to tell with heat cycles, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There are the variables. It's not like exact, yeah. uh, the exact same pull every time. Yeah, you can't I know. exactly do 100 dyno pulls. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a DSM over on the east side that had this type of data acquisition on it, and he had some really, really cool information. I'm sure. Like, there were times that the cylinder pressure and the port pressure on the two-step was m- more aggressive than knock. <laughs> but the engine still lived fine. Mm. Like, he was kind of saying without saying that light levels of knock in certain circumstances aren't quite as oh my gosh scary as people might think they are mm-hmm. compared to the other things that we do to the cars and don't think twice <laughs> yeah like we throw them up on the two-step every freaking time and don't think twice about it when reality there are cases where that could be harder on the engine than running and yeah. knock mm-hmm. there's a question for you at the top there by blown 3800 is your car going to the track this year do you think it can go tens Oof. With a 400-mile-an-hour tailwind. <laughs> so, Zoom's, I, car, I no Zoom's car last year in its current configuration went 11.7 on a street tire. Could it go 10s in its current configuration? Probably. We'd have to get the big brakes off of it. We'd have to switch to a 15-inch tire and a 26-inch uh, slick. Um, 15-inch wheel. Man, I keep saying that today. Um, I got them down there. I know, I know. We'd have to do a brake swap and get a real tire on it and obviously... Bing pull- bong! Pull the seats out of it, <laughs> and I think it would probably go bottom 11s. Do I think it has a 10 in it right as it sits? Probably not, honestly. That's a, I mean, the we're, car we're is, lacking like six, seven miles an hour, and it's not as street six or car as tenths. people think it is. Like it drives on the street fine, but it's still as race car as it always was. Yeah, I mean, we drove like, to lunch today. <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty good balance. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty it streetable. Yeah. It's it doesn't have it doesn't call. have wipers or HVAC. That's what makes it not streetable. But those are very easily to, you can put them back in. Mm-hmm. Those just never got reinstalled after Zoom was max effort racing it back in the day. <laughs> but it is what it is. You don't it's, need the radio when your exhaust sounds like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it does need a delete panel for the radio though. I know. Yeah. I've been wanting it's to do that. Open. Maybe put some switches on yeah. it. Mm. Make it all fancy. I know a guy who could probably arts and crafts that right up there, Trevor. <laughs> oh, Trev. <laughs> Almost like he was trained for it. Like 3D, yeah. 3D print like a ZZP something in there and I'll... Hmm. Some little fact, toggle Trev, switches. Have you, have you had some recognition? You, you've built our 3D printing department, man. Yeah. Yeah, with the cruise too. We're going crazy with it. Oh, that. no. You've got the bigger printer now. You've mm-hmm. got your own little area. I mean, you're, you're taking us leaps and bounds. It's, it's kind of a closet. It's, but it's become a- <laughs> more useful than I expected it yeah. to. Certainly the time and cost of CNC machining something Mm -hmm. and it being incorrect potentially or whatever yeah there's, there's an yeah we don't have printing. to go out and find material we don't have to do the programming for the cnc we don't have to pay someone to set it up and run it yeah 
You we're just, definitely still like in the learning how to use it and learning what is most useful in stage two. Mm-hmm. I'd say we were only 20% optimized on what we could use mm-hmm. for 3D printing. But like you said, it's already came in so handy. So then it's just going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did want to grab that question real quick we have looked at the hp tuners tdn and the rtds uh the tdn is not something that we are interested in using at the current moment it that very well could change in the future rtds we have used on a case-by-case basis but we generally try to avoid it because it causes a whole different level of problems at times also you can't get the rtds right now they're out of stock so (laughs) That's an issue. <laughs> kind of, kind of a, a bigger issue right there. Brandon asks, is there any transmission tuning on a 1.4 Turbo RS? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know Tim spends a lot of time in the transmission. Uh, transmission is an extremely part of any tune if it's an automatic, especially the 3800, all of our platforms. We spend a lot of time in the transmission. It's usually, I'd say, 50% is transmission mm-hmm. adjustments mm-hmm. on an auto. Yeah. Uh Auto car, a trans tune will make or break the car more than an engine tune will, yeah, in my opinion. I agree with that. As far as, like, liking or hating the car. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? You got what's next on your list? Do you uh, got anything yeah, else? Yeah, let's go around with the first question. Alex, you got any uh, groundbreaking tech you wish you had? Groundbreaking tech I wish I had. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I forgot. We were in the middle of a question. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know if it's grand. You're just happy with everything you have. No, I, I, it's more, I would say I'm not longing for any new tech right now. It's more further understanding, mm. if mm. I'm honest. Like, there's a lot to learn out there. There's so much to learn. And, and there's a lot of self-taught people at ZZP and you're around everyone. You're like, everyone just teaches us themselves stuff and <laughs> just takes time. And <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I just need to be spending more hours learning. Yeah, I know, like, and each of us have our own areas too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are things that I do that that look like I was just born knowing it, because I see that in other people as well. Like the, just the way that you do some of your R and D stuff, it's in a way that I don't even think of. Mm-hmm. But that also applies to the the artwork and modeling and stuff that Trevor does. Absolutely, it, it applies to the way Bo can interact with customers that I absolutely cannot. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all very good at different things. And like, I look at Bo and it seems like effortless. Mm-hmm. And some of it is just his personality, but he's also like has to put effort into working on that. Absolutely. It's- and I just love that every day you get the opportunity to get a little, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And even if you get things wrong today or you make mistakes, like that's a learning opportunity. I, just, I like itself, learning you know? things, period. Like I like learning about the art stuff that Trevor does, even though I never plan on doing yeah, anything you are with awesome. it ever. Yeah. Your doodads, I, I could never even draw your crappy little side drawings. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the talent you've got, Trey. He's bored not even looking and whips out a Mona Lisa. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Most people have like the weird phenomenon where your brain will force you to learn things you're passionate about, right? Like, yeah. Even if you don't have the tools, like if you're like, I'm interested in this, you'll figure out a way to learn it, whatever it is. But if you're not interested in it, you just can't. Yeah. yeah. But... You have that weird thing where you're interested in everything? I'm interested in Which yeah, I'm sure everything. is a curse more than a blessing. It, it is. <laughs> it can be. I've I learned the how other to day, kind of narrow it down a little. Eric and I were talking about camera gear, and you were walking by our desks, and you just stopped in your tracks, and you're like, 
Yep. Just listening. Just learning <laughs> some knowledge. Just Can't soaking forget. it in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brain is like a sponge. My uh, tech would be flex fuel for essentially everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, or everything's uh, flex if you let it run wrong enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll learn. <laughs> uh, and it's a whole tangent, but flex fuel or I'm really, I really like lightweight hardware. Um, parts, anything lightweight. We're in the lightweight era. That's yeah. like the and thing. And aerodynamics now. as well. Yep. Um, whether it's body panels, hard parts, suspension parts, especially. Um, I like. I just like. Says the one with the heaviest car here. Yeah. Ironically, that's why. Uh, that's that's why, why it's so important. <laughs> 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 like there was, I seen a thing the other day. I don't know. It was on Instagram. I think thirteen twenty posted it. A full Cobra carbon fiber body kit for a kit car weighs 84 pounds like man the whole body the whole like drop on body the whole kit car body is carbon fiber and it weighs 84 pounds like that like that kind of stuff to me is sweet like if we could make carbon fiber you know saturn ion fenders and grand prix fenders and all that kind of stuff that'd be like see mm -hmm. that does bring up a weird point though because i I don't know if it's just too far for me to get, but like I love the idea of taking a three thousand pound cobalt and making it two thousand pounds. <laughs> but taking a two thousand pound kit car and making it eight hundred pounds <laughs> seems like a problem. <laughs> like, don't you make more issues than you need some weight? <laughs> yeah. That's where aerodynamics comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's super light, but you have great aerodynamics and you, you got the fast wind. enough, yeah. you got. You know, I, I'm a big F1 fan, and I, the race last weekend was in England, and Verstappen, one of the top drivers, he lost something on his floor during the race, and he went from first to eighth place. And it's, you know, something you can't even see. You, if you looked at his car, you'd be like, there's nothing wrong with it. But this little bit on his floor tray, and boom, you lose seven yeah. places. It's wow. Like, I had that in my notes when you brought that up, how everyone at the shop here weirdly got into Drive to Survive at <laughs> the same thing, and now <laughs> we're all F1 geeks. I haven't watched any of it yet, but it sounds like I need to jump on in. Yeah, we're we're does NASCAR. It, does it like catch you right off here. the first first episode, or does it take a while to get going? It did for me. Oh. I, I, I was first episode hooked. Yeah, it's slightly dramatized, which you expect. But once you know the drivers, the background, and then the teams, the logistics, what goes into you know driving an F one, and then you watch the race and you know about the personalities and the teams, it's, it's addictive. I can see it's unbelievable. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's weird how such a foreign sport you can even apply into like your day job here working on Chevy Cobalts or whatever. <laughs> like you look at that million dollar tech and teams and yeah. whatever and you're like, I never thought about that. Like some weird under We want to bring the million dollar yeah. tech to the Cobalt outside. <laughs> I think to an extent That's we true. try and take it equally ex equally seriously. Oh, yeah. I you know, totally think so. I'd say, you know, Al's equally passionate about going as fast as the sonic is the f1 guys are you know doing their mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and i try and you know when i'm just sitting in the garage way too long working on my car i feel the same way like yep. no it's not the level but the passion <laughs> and the heart is still the same <laughs> you know maybe it's just the budget is not the level <laughs> that's for sure i think if an f1 team walked through ZZP's back lot they'd have some questions <laughs> Like, they'd stop and look and scratch their head at a couple of things, so. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised you're not fascinated with F1 Al, because you know there are only 1.6 liter engines in F1 cars. 
They're what? I didn't know that. <laughs> They're only 1.6 liter engines in F1 cars. How much horsepower do they make? Way too much. Mm. I, I quite a number. I'm just going to say, I did not realize that competitors not a rotary build engine, engines. Is Sorry? Is it a rotary engine? No. No. That's V6. A 1.6 liter V6? <laughs> yeah. That's how they rev to a bajillion RPM. Yeah, they rev high. Yeah. The, the stroke is this. Is, is it like 16? Just like yours. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, they're more like motorcycle engines it's than car roughly engines. a thousand. I mean, a thousand horsepower. That's what just a quick Google said. <laughs> okay. So what? basically, a sonic engine. <laughs> At a lot of erpums. Got to get I that think, CFM up. I, d- I think they rev to like a twelve around yeah, I was twelve. Say twelve. Yeah, it's not, I, the old ones. I think it's, used it's, to rev in the like teens. It's but not, not as anymore. high as it used to be, but no. still pretty high. I mean, that's pretty high. It's pretty high. But for two hours, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty decent. That's yeah. Pretty. It is wild what those engines hold. But then, I mean, look at what the drag car held. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't think they're running generator engines. <laughs> no, I should count up how many dyno poles we have on that thing. It wouldn't be too hard for me I to wish we out. kept a tally of all the drag passes we made on it. Jack, I don't and think... Each one's probably been videoed, right? Nah. Tyler I mean, has most of the slips, though. It's got to be clo- what, close to 100? 100? Very possibly. It might even be over 100? It, it, Maybe? It could be. I bet it's over 100 dyno poles. Same motor. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I know the black LNF's got a thousand, over 1,000 poles, right? But that's several different motors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That was that was the learning car. <laughs> that was uh, the chassis had some miles on it. <laughs> that was uh, Matt figured out to how to get 400 horse out of a KO4 once car. <laughs> Shop air on the wastegate once. How He's many real- times did it not do that? Every other time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. You know, I, I've been kind of holding this in, but I have to admit, uh, for some reason, the cruises have been growing on me lately. Yeah. They look good. You get the, So I had the biggest, my two favorite mods for my cruise were black roof, because the front window and the rear window line up beautifully. Mm-hmm. So when you paint the, the roof black, it just really brings in like mm. this exotic look to the car, and it's just more smooth and just flowing. Makes them look lower, too. Okay, fair. It's a nice trick. And so then autistic uh, trip. And then uh, <laughs> the black roof in a spoiler. If you they there's a ton of nice like duck bill. I'll call it a duck bill, and it's not a real duck bill, but just like a little more of a bloop on the back. And uh, you're not talking like a NASCAR rivet on. Absolutely bill. not, and that's why I <laughs> emphasize not a real duck bill. I'm calling it a duck bill, but it's now just. See, a little... if I had a cruise, I would put that on it. <laughs> okay, it well, would look pretty good because I think if, if well. I BMC Extreme Customs is the spoiler I had on my car. Why I remember, I don't know, but it's a good spoiler, in my opinion. I still want to understand. It's the type of spoiler like you look at it and you're like, you barely can tell it's different from the RS spoiler. But it is. It's just like a more aggressive version it's of It's like the RS spoiler, and then right on the back, it comes up like maybe oh, an nice. inch. Mm. Maybe an inch. No, I, I think most likely my next project is going to be either an A-based model build. Spec base. Spec base-ish. <laughs> but like Al turned up to 15. 
Uh, naturally. <laughs> or a Cruise Eco Hypermiler that also makes good power. Oh my gosh, that doesn't because go hand that, in hand, really. What, not at the same time? You can't, <laughs> you can't punch it up the freeway and then be mad that your mileage went down. But, like, and I've talked to a few different people here about, like, the stuff I do with my car. Like, if, if Get I... Get the arrow right. Well, if I had to give up either the build and dyno and the whole process of my car or the racing... I instantly would give up the racing every single time. <laughs> I Be- agree. Because the 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 planning and overcoming the the obstacles and figuring out how to do better, like that is why I modded a freaking ion. Okay, I had no dream of being the owner of the world's fastest and most powerful ion. Mm. It's just what I had, and I can't not mess with things. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's think- why, like, Tyler and I worked so well yeah. together on the Sonic project. Because I had zero issue whatsoever tossing the keys over to him. Like, if, if this is going to make the car quicker... I'm fine with that. Well, and because you have someone I still to blame to on do, everything. So. Well, and, yeah, and then I can blame the slow times on him. <laughs> but the, I, I still get to do the part that I love, and it's beneficial to the company, and it's beneficial to the, the program. And it's like... No brainer. No and you've become a dad out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And I have, a, dad. I have a 30-year-old son now. Yeah. Never saw that one coming. <laughs> You have no idea how many times he's gotten the disappointed dad look. <laughs> Probably more than your actual kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. That, that's 100% true. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I've, a uh, long time ago, I'd kind of went through a phase of, like, reading through Hypermiler forums and, like, all the little tricks that they do and stuff. And, and a lot of it is things that are applicable to power and going fast as well mm-hmm. half uh, mile and hyper mile like really cross over right in a weird so way when i was getting more into half mile i started looking up that stuff a little more looking up the because a lot of those eco mod or hyper miler guys are doing things as cheaply as possible which is right up my alley i like doing fun things not wasting a bunch of money dude are you gonna build a cruise half mile car well let's not get too wild here <laughs> but maybe I mean, it would be funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> but, like, I, I think, knowing what I know, that I could put together a Cruise Eco that got, like, 50, 55 miles a gallon. Highway, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then it could also make uh, high 200s, around 300 horse. Like, that, would, that would be a great daily. Yeah, me and Tim have talked about it when the 3800, because usually when you start modding a 3800, instantly gas mileage goes out the window. <laughs> And I was talking about, I'm like, what if we just bought one and only modded it to improve fuel mileage? Like, it might not even be boosted. I don't think it would be, honestly. And I, it's, it's definitely a different realm when you've exhausted all the other modding options of your platform, but you're still passionate about the platform. Yeah. You're like, let's take it this direction because we haven't done that. It's just, it's just a challenge, which is all we want. Yeah, that's what we were laughing about the other day is it? he made the comment, it doesn't matter what we're doing, it's just the challenge. Yep. <laughs> just overcoming that challenge and you know work See, the the whole goal of hypermiling is reducing the fuel needed to maintain a certain speed like to produce a certain amount of power because it takes a certain amount of power to maintain 80 miles an hour down the road 
So anything that you can do to reduce the power required, your mileage goes up. But those same mods also mean that you can go faster with the same power. <laughs> same, same. Same, same. Same, same. Oh, same, same. We're getting near the end here, guys. We'll do a little overtime, but oh, yeah. ask questions in the chat. We'll try to rapid fire any questions you guys have about us, ZZP, cars, whatever, life. We give great advice, almost never, but... We'll give it anyway. Yep. <laughs> What else we got? I got a lot of work to do on my car this yeah. next month. <laughs> how, got a few ATSV the- products coming out soon. I don't know. I doubt any ATSV guys are on the on the chat right I now. There's a handful know. every once in a while. We have seen a couple. Yeah. When Tim's in here, sometimes they'll they'll chime in. So, and you want to talk about it? Or are they all secret? Secret? They're not secret. We got. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> 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 we'll wait a little bit. We'll, wait a little bit. well, we'll be generic fueling. Yeah, New fueling things coming and, soon. Uh, airflow stuff. So, okay, okay, that's super vague. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny he mentions that though, because I I'm not gonna name any names, but I saw someone in the LTG community bragging about some new fuel solution, and it just was funny because we've been there, done that, got the metal doesn't work <laughs> like they clearly haven't figured out the things that we have yet but are we talking about what we're doing without ltg fueling as well i nah, just nah, let them wonder all right we've got something pretty darn close to that too so yeah mm-hmm. weeks literally yeah, probably. Just on wiring harnesses right now mm-hmm. that's close it is i'm sure there's ltg people in the chat we so. got a question um no power related stuff yet related to the six speeds i'm working on it Literally working on it, but uh, no, not yet. Yeah, I mean, I I drive the blue car pretty regularly, and I haven't noticed yeah. any issues. We've drag raced it. Two fifty wheel, and it's pulled plenty of one eight sixty foots on Hoosiers, and uh, nothing's broken. Yeah, we've brake boosted it up to three grand and launched it in second, and trains <laughs> seem fine. <laughs> I mean, watch the watch the teaser videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if we've ever checked the fluid in it. <laughs> probably not. We should probably change that or something. Nah. <laughs> if it ain't dripping, it's still all in there, right? Yeah, like, you guys don't understand when you watch, like, the teaser video Eric, myself, and Alex did in the blue car, like, doing those, like, what the video show, five rips. We did probably 50 of those <laughs> and then picked the best ones. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you guys are really too scared to break your stuff. I feel like sometimes <laughs> Don't, it's, yeah, it is, we had mechanical, Alex clicking the button. <laughs> mechanical parts are a lot stronger <laughs> than you think. Our plan with the Cruz Z04, we are literally just testing the Z04 with everything else stock apart from yeah that's the next step yeah what we will do gonna after do that we're that. intentionally leaving it open-ended what are uh, we going to do about the weird z suspension situation don't know yet we're going to get some links the one links the one for cruise is not going to make 400 horsepower on a z04 i'm sorry definitely not no um, is there any real difference in a ported head depends on the application but usually always Especially with a blower application of ours, wasn't that okay? Hold on, he 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 followed it up with the one forehead. So I'll real quickly run over the testing that we did previously. When we originally grabbed a ported head to test out, we did not have the Z04 prototype or the EFR on the car. The biggest, best flowing turbo we had at that time was still a V2. So it wasn't the restriction. 
So what I found through that testing was that if I kept the boost low enough that the back pressure stayed similar to boost pressure, there were flow gains in the stage two cams and in the ported head. Once the back pressure started getting really high, it performed worse than a stock head. And my working theory on that is that while it was able to flow more air in, it was also able to revert a lot more of the exhaust back pressure in, in diluting the chamber because the, the power went down, the total airflow per PSI went down, and the knock got worse. All of those things point to back pressure choking up the cylinder. So now that we have an extremely efficient turbo on the car, and we have the V3 available, and we have the Z04 available, we're going back to the ported head testing to see what kind of gains we can get now that we have the back pressure under control. And we will try it on the drag car, and we'll try it on an, another car with the Z04 on it, and then we'll try it on a car with the V3 on it. and. We'll give all that data to you guys so that you can plan your build. One really quick uh, data that just made me think about, too, which I'm sure these guys don't know about. You should tell them about the uh, intake manifold test we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that until you were talking about that, and I was like... We've talked about it, but worth a refresher. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it was brought up that that plastic factory intake manifold could explode at any moment. Is it going to blow up at 25 PSI or 30 or 35, 40? We don't know. Yeah, so, you so, definitely need to make something totally custom because yeah. it's a worthless piece of plastic junk. <laughs> so everything we've done has been on a stock ported manifold. And I never even gave it a second thought because we answered this question once and for all. And we took a used stock manifold and bolted flat plates on it to see all the holes up <laughs> and then stuck it in our wash tank as a blast chamber and ran 120 PSI of shop air to it with a GoPro inside. It didn't break. Didn't break. You could see it flex when you put the air to it. Like, That's it, such an ow experiment. It looked like a balloon just got another breath and just everything just moved a little. But it never leaked, never cracked, never. And we sat there putting air to it and bleeding it off and, and flexing it over and over and over. And it, it took it like a champ. Wow. So from that day on, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, all-wheel drive ATS coilovers, like, any day. Yep. Any day. I, We're just busy. We've we, been meaning to for three weeks. Maybe next week. We just have to confirm fitment. Uh, <clears throat> Tyler's got the test set ready. We got the car ready. We just need lift, slap them on. It sounds easy. Any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just constantly juggling other tasks as well. Um, Christopher, is that just your mod list? No, I think sure. he's replying to uh, the 2-2 comment above. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which is actually very well said. Intake, suspension, tune, two and a half inch exhaust. That's about what Tyler has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I think that's about it. Well... Uh, like thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for joining. We'll probably see you next week. Yeah, stay tuned for the old Yeti. We're going to be doing some fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there will be videos on that yeah. one. I think we're it's also discovering differences between the Sonic and the Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Some small ones. Some, some weird ones. ones. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> that's going to be a few extra components I think, in the, in I the think, Cruise kit. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Any update on all-wheel drive conversion Sonic? We have all the parts on in a shelf no right now. We kind of shelved the project. 
we were really making some steam and then man we just can't juggle all the projects we'll definitely revisit it like a, a choice had to be made of which projects we were going to focus on and that, that was, was towards the bottom yeah. of the list so it got shelved for now i think people need to realize the percent chance that that's a zzp product is very small it's definitely fun and cool and we want to do it but if i can figure <laughs> out how to make it work and what certain components yeah, it are might, required. It, it might be a more of a how-to thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got to have a competitor to the new Yaris and Corolla. <laughs> AWD turbos. Because, I mean, I don't want that project to be forgotten forever. It is still on the list. Yeah. Because if it works out the way I'm expecting it should... Alex knows of some other certain things that we can grab from across the pond and then have a little bit more fun. <laughs> so Perks of coming from yeah. across the pond. Think on that. <laughs> All right. We'll leave you guys with that. Thanks for hanging out. Take it easy. Thank yeah, you guys for, for taking an hour out of your day. Deuces. Uh, have a good weekend.